It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. As Democrats prepare to pass their $3.5 trillion, really it's probably a little closer to $5 trillion reconciliation package, along with the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure deal, along with a little raise to the debt limit so we can spend a little bit more. The battle is not always what you think it is. If you think this is just a battle between Republicans and Democrats over the president's agenda, it's time to think again. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So two senators that have been in the spotlight for the past several months over their opposition or some hesitancy with the president's plan and what congressional Democrats have laid out, Senators uh, Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin uh, have been called to the principal's office. They've both been called to the White House for one-on-one conversations with President Joe Biden. Uh, I'm sure there will be a little bit of arm twisting, a little bit of uh, negotiating going on there. Both Senator Sinema and Senator Manchin have said that we need to tap the brakes on all this spending, that $3.5 trillion uh, in a strictly party-line vote uh, is not responsible, is not sustainable. And so they have sincere questions about that. And so the, the battle goes on. This is one of those where the Republicans can pop popcorn for a little bit and watch the Democrats go back and forth for a change and uh, see how they do with the inter-party battles. And as they look at that, as we look at how that begins to play out, uh, you have to look beyond the headlines a little bit. This is one of those think again moments. So currently, if you watched over the weekend at all and early this week, uh, many of the liberal wing of the Democratic Party have been uh, quite angry and quite vocal about both Senator Sinema and Senator Manchin and their opposition or reluctance to do such a big spending bill at this point in time. Uh, You had Bernie Sanders uh, over the weekend uh, very angry, very upset uh, about their blocking or potentially blocking uh, this big bill that's part of the president's agenda. And here's the interesting thing that we often don't recognize, and that is that Uh, All of this blocking and obstruction from within the Democratic Party may not be what you think it is. This is a a little, again, think again kind of moment. So there is often in Washington this thing called the rotating villain. And sometimes what happens is when you have a piece of legislation, you're not quite sure that's going to be the best politically And so some members of your conference, in this case, the Democrats, uh, my guess is that it's not just Joe Manchin and not just uh, Kirsten Sinema that are the problem. My guess is there are other members within the Democratic Party who also have pause with this spending bill. But typically, this is what happens. Here's the behind the scene moment. Typically, what a leader will do 
currently in the Senate. Uh, this is is going to be Senator Chuck Schumer as the majority leader. Uh, I've seen it play out in a exact same fashion uh, when Mitch McConnell was the majority leader for the Republicans. And what they will do is they will take some of their members who are not up for re-election, who can be the opposition within their party for a particular bill. And that way they get credit. So a cinema and mansion who are moderates who need to win moderate votes to win re-election in their state so they can be seen as being moderate, responsible, playing to their base. At the same time, it allows those other members of Congress who may just be on the fence a little bit, may have some pause about some different things. It buys them some time without being under attack or having a lot of heat applied to them back home. And so this rotating villain uh, is sort of how this plays out. And currently, all the ire is being targeted at Senator Joe Manchin and Senator Kirsten Sinema uh, because they clearly are standing between the president and his agenda for the Democrats. So it's really interesting. Uh, Manchin, of course, uh, wrote an op-ed recently, uh, was very skeptical of all this spending and and what's happening there. Uh, It gives the Democratic base a a chance to get riled up just a little bit. Uh, And so yeah, you have to look at Glenn Greenwald uh, talked about this rotating villain uh, recently just uh, on uh, Twitter. He said, if Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema weren't blocking all the lovely and wonderful things the Democratic Party pretends it wants to do, they would just have other senators doing it instead. Anyone who doesn't know this understands nothing about how the party functions. And I would just reiterate, both parties function the same way when it comes to this. So often it's easier to have just one or two senators kind of stand in the way of your own party while the rest of the party gets on board. And so they're just the target. They just uh, become kind of the, uh, the faux fight for the day. And then ultimately everybody gets in line and, and you move forward. And so that's the thing you have to be careful of is you've got Joe Manchin and uh, Senator Sinema over at the White House today, and it will be interesting to see what those conversations really were like. Was it really an arm-twisting? Was it really trying to get them on board with the full 3.5 to 5-point-something trillion? Uh, Or was this just a little bit of stagery and showmanship uh, to just give some of the other Democrats some cover? Uh, so that ultimately they can get on board and they can get what they want out of the bill uh, and then move it forward. So there's always so much more uh, to these uh, packages and these bills than meets the eye. Uh, It is a process. It is the sausage making. But it's important for us to recognize that and to know that uh, because sometimes you look at something and say, well, how can that be? Or, oh, wow, look at that person being very bold. Uh, The reality may be it's just their turn (laughs) to take the heat for a little bit for their colleagues. And someone has to do that. Uh, you'll, you'll also hear this from time to time when people will put a hold on a bill or someone who will refuse to give unanimous consent. So most of the bills passed in the Senate uh, are passed by unanimous consent. But any one senator, any one senator uh, can stop that from happening and force a full roll call vote. So sometimes, again, both political parties do this, they will have one senator who will put the hold on the bill, and they will take all the heat for it, knowing they're giving their colleagues some cover. 
maybe someone who's in a tight re-election race, maybe someone who's got some uh, trouble in their polling back home and would love to take a stand on it, but just don't quite have the confidence to do that. And so that's all part of the, uh, the gamesmanship and some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that often prevents us from having a real debate over a lot of these things. If you missed the program yesterday, uh, we talked about how important it is to actually get members of the House and Senate to actually be on the floor of the House and the Senate. I realize that seems like a very uh, low bar to clear, but it rarely happens. Uh, We often talk about this in the form of the empty chamber. And most of the speeches you see senators and members of Congress give are to empty chambers where the only people in the room are the poor staffers and Senate pagers who have to be there. And so we we have to make sure, especially as we're looking at spending trillions and trillions of dollars, is it too much to ask that our members of Congress actually go to the floor, listen to each other, have a debate, and forge a compromise? I think that's worth thinking about. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.